gentlemen. How we doing? How's our How's our Christmas hangovers feeling? I'm fine. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. No, I'm just kidding. You look good. No hangovers here. We're healthy, man. What's going on? How was your holidays? Yeah, not too bad. Work Christmas Eve, had Christmas Day off, and went back to work yesterday. So, yeah, I always forget you're a day ahead of us anyway. So good, man. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're okay. You're growing the beard out. You look like you look closer to Santa than you did last week. So you're in the spirit. That's yeah, good. It's, it's getting there. That's cool. Yeah, man. Christmas was low key this year. It was just what it was, whatever. But I, I had fun. I was, I stayed busy. What you do, Joe? Uh, went and had some time with the family. Visited my sister who lives about an hour away, and I see my mom and my stepdad, and played Good. a shitload of monkey in the middle with the nephews and nieces. So that's tight. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> Were you monkey? Were you the monkey? uh i i mean yeah. a little bit but they yeah. were too because i'm a grown-ass adult and they're tiny children so it's easy to you know not get stuck in the middle too much but yeah you got to play it on your knees bro you got to be fair oh no uh-uh. i know you're a ninja for them, so they need to learn that Slap and the coolest thing <laughs> spike them the coolest thing I did on Christmas was me, me and my grandma watched the new Matrix together, and that was an enlightening experience. It was pretty fucking tight. Nice. That yeah. sounds like a good time. How did your grandmother feel about the new Matrix movie? She enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. She didn't see any of the other ones, so I kind of was like filling her in a little bit, you know? But yeah. she kind of did yeah, well, she kind of didn't understand a whole lot of it, but she was like, this is cool. You know, she likes Keanu Reeves. <laughs> thinks he's a good looking dude. This, you know, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I kind of look like Keanu Reeves. Right. So I'll, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. You're like the younger version of him. Young. I think we brought this up on the pink, uh, that episode when you're on pink sock. Yeah, dude, that was the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life was that I should play uh, John Wick in a prequel. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Mike Peacock said. And I will I will accept that compliment. There's not many I accept. That one is that, that one right here. Shout out to Mike from Pink Sock, baby. How is he doing? Have you talked to him? Yeah, every now and then. I've just been just super busy, just obviously with Christmas stuff and work. And that's better. Uh, yeah. You should invite him on the Sabbath Sunday podcast. We should get Mike guest guest Pink Sock Sabbath Sunday podcast collaboration. That'd be fun. Yeah, dude. Write it down. Remember that. Damn, but I love the new Matrix. So I thought it was the best one since the first one, honestly. I've so, seen it two and a half times now. So yeah, what is your what is your takeaway from the so new I Matrix? loved it? It was great. Yeah. Um, I it wasn't anything that I a- anticipated it being. Of course, I didn't really know what to expect. So, yeah. Um, you know, I had that going for me. But then, of course, the I mean, it just brought out so much like I go, I don't know, like memory that I was just like, this is just this is just too cool. Like, this is just too neat. Um, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was new and different. Watched it with some friends. One of the friends who really didn't care for the first three movies watched this one. They like, I think that was my the best Matrix movie. Yeah. So, um. And I'm not I, just saying that because it was removed, but it's it's right up there. You can't rival the first one for what it was, but this one's definitely number two in my book. 
So. I, I agree for sure. It's uh, it's very fresh, very different. It was, it was just cool. Neil Patrick Harris is a beast too. He was, he was an <laughs> awesome role. I was not expecting him to be in it, so that was fun. Yep, get yeah. some definite Doctor Horrible vibes from him in that movie. If you've never yeah. seen Doctor Horrible before, but <laughs> no, I have. I know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, why wasn't? Do we know why Lawrence Fishburne wasn't in it as more? At, at, from what I've read, uh, he read, this is what it says, he read the script yeah. and then uh, found there to be a conflicting schedule, so he wasn't able to do it, which wow. basically means that he didn't seem to probably have a lot of faith in the movie and just didn't want to be involved. So, Well, yeah, that's whack, because Lawrence Fishburne's fucking awesome. That'd be However, cool. However... Um, the new guy was awesome. Yeah, I mean, the new guy's been everything that he's been in i mean he's candy man you know this year and uh he was uh, is he candy man yeah he was the i didn't, know, I didn't see candy it. man oh, oh fuck. yeah and no uh he's cool. was really great on lovecraft country and okay like, he's just everything that he's been doing recently has been just top notch um had That's a lot good. of fun with it i don't think lawrence fishburne really would have fit into this new version of morpheus very well yeah yeah they did a good job with that that's a good point yeah but you know um and if you've not checked it out the uh, original soundtrack they've got it up on spotify but after you get through the just main uh score of the movie basically there's a bunch of remixes of tracks from the soundtrack by like old berlin like industrial djs and like from the underground berlin scene it's pretty dope there's some really good tracks on there i have been working out to that all week i was gonna tell you (laughs) that so i'm very familiar i'm very in the zone i was prepared for the matrix this christmas it's been fun highly recommend that to on your workouts for sure everyone out there yeah which really took me back to some of my club kid days too so yeah it was cool and like i like the original matrix i was a little i guess young when it came out to like really get into it because it, it came out in 2000 right i was fucking uh, or 99 or something i was like seven so like <laughs> you know it was like cool like i like seeing like the slow motion and like people punching each other and like stopping bullets i thought that was sweet but i didn't like fucking understand it you know what i'm yeah. saying so it took me like a while to appreciate the matrix and by like the time i did like the whole like industrial vibe was like I thought corny, you know, and like now it's cooler to me now than more more cool to me now than ever. And the new Matrix, I think, it might be my favorite one in context with that because I it resonated with me the most. So I can see that. Yeah, positive reviews all around, guys. What about Black Sabbath, Adam Gorak? This is where you get this is where you come in <laughs> on 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 the riffs. You have to have done Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath on your uh on your instagram riffage right yeah i yeah. did yeah well only done one song from that album which is Sabbath. Sabbath. yeah that might be it might be the best opening track from black sabbath in sabbath history that that and, and a great album cover great album cover the most unique of their album covers because it's it's very uh demonic and weird but um, do you know that, that that was the first thing 
that came out of the uh, recording process for Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, because they were like having a tough time uh, getting the band together after the craziness that was volume four. Um, we talked about that last week, yeah, all the all, all the coke and the drugs and all that. And uh, they were at odds creatively on the new album. So they rented a castle in Scotland to like record this, this record in. And Tony Iommi like went to the dungeon apparently to like start just writing riffs. And that was the first thing that came out. He didn't even rehearse it apparently. He just like busted out the opening riff of Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath. And that set the tone for the whole record. There you go, kids. Start a band, find a castle, find sit on here, boom. Boom. Haunted <laughs> Castle, you'll write riffs. And yeah, that, that's epic. Not as good as that, but you'll write riffs. That riff is so easy. That's the beauty of like of Iomi's playing in general, but especially like riffs like that. And I guess Iron Man and shit. Like they're so fucking easy to play. There's nothing to that Sabbath Buddy Sabbath riff, but it's just so good. It's like, how did nobody ever do that before? I remember saying my dad having that on vinyl, and I was going through his vinyl collection. Really? Yeah. He had heaps of cool records, man. That's like, cool. The entire Kiss discography and stuff like that. So what I'm talking about. Everything, man. Yeah, he gave me, um, because he, he was selling most of it, so he gave me the uh, Alice Cooper Billion Dollar Babies vinyl, and um, it came with, like, the big dollar bill. Yeah, dude, that's so cool. With a couple of... um. With a couple of uh, stamps and stuff like that. I got it somewhere. It's like in a folder and stuff like that. So yeah, that was, was that probably an original thing then? Yeah. yeah, that's fucking so cool, dude. Yeah, I have it somewhere. It's like somewhere in my living room in the folder. Stashed away. You can sell it one day for a bunch of money. And it's too. Yeah, I know. I know. No, man. Don't do it. No, that's cool. When I'm gone, it's going down with me, dude. That's good. Get buried <laughs> with the billion dollar baby bottle. I'll see to it. You know, that's fucking sweet. But I'd imagine pulling out like Sabbath, buddy Sabbath of your of your dad's vitals, like freaking you out, probably, because that one's that's like the weirdest album cover to look at, especially on vinyl. And like, the yeah, back, it's like the blue version. You know, it's like it's like the front of the bed with like the demons overtaking you. And then the back's like the back. It's so trippy. Yeah. Wasn't there like two different album covers to that? I don't know. I know there's a front and a back. I don't know if there was an alternative one. I don't think uh, I don't know. I really don't know the story behind that album cover as much as uh you would think I would. I've tried to look into it. I can't really find it. Can't really find anything about it. They that might have been a thing just the record company did that they didn't even know about or some shit because there's been a lot of shit with Sabbath with like the record company just doing whatever. So that could be it. But uh, it's pretty great. The um, when's the, did you did I have to admit I listened to like three songs of it this morning. I'm usually prepared and like have the whole thing ready. But I've heard this album like so many fucking times. But um, it's so uh, it starts out very heavy, you know, with Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath. That's like classic Sabbath, and then it just goes. It goes into like a a real more like experimental hippie vibe of that they started with Volume Four, but they really like carry that on in this one and it's a it's a very weird mixture of like heavy sabbath and then there's like synth sabbath and then like flowery like acoustic sort of sort of stuff and it's um it's probably their most at least with ozzy i think is their most unique record with ozzy yeah. you know and uh for, for that reason it's pretty original and it's, it's a standout and um 
you know, in our Lifts and Riffs podcast, we always ask what uh, everyone's favorite Black Sabbath album is at the end of it. And um, a lot of uh, death metal musicians say Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath. And uh, yeah. you can see that, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, weird. It's pretty evil and heavy and twisted, but also just like strange. Well, I remember when you had uh, Max Cavalera's son on. Yeah, you know, Igor. Was that was a really good episode, by the way. And um and uh, I think he I'm pretty sure he he picked Sabbath Bloody Sabbath or something like that. I think he did. His favorite, like wasn't yeah. expecting an answer from him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised. That's why we always ask that question because you you know what to ex- you don't know what to expect with people, but uh, sometimes it ends up just totally making sense. Like that one, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath has grown on me over the years. Is one of is one of my favorites. But uh, the next one, Sabotage as you know, is, is Brain Supreme is my favorite, but we'll get to that next week. What is your favorite Black Sabbath album, Adam? I don't even know, remember if we talked about that. Mine? A Dio. Is it a Dio? Yeah, thing? it's Heaven and Hell for sure. Heaven and Hell, that's right. Heaven and Hell, Heaven and Hell, then um, probably go Master of Reality number two. Huge. That's First album really- number three. And volume four at number four and number five. If that, if that was like my top five, my fifth one would be difficult. Would be what? That would be hard to pick the fifth one because like they're all great. Well, you got to do it, man. It's like just pick... say the rest of them are number five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like picking your favorite kid or something, you know. See, like, I could say paranoid, but it's just too well known. I mean, it's so fucking good, though. Yeah, you know, it is. I, yeah, I, there's a reason why it's the greatest hits album, and I know that like you might feel lame for picking that, but like it's it's. I mean, it's classic because it is, right? It's like I, don't the, know. I have a lot of love for Thirteen. I thought that album was great, so that's grown on me. You know, yeah, some cool tracks in that album. Album, so. I remember one time, because we've been through the Sabbath discography a few times now, but I, I remember one time when we did Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath. Joe, I remember you hating it. Is this mm-hmm. still is that still true? I think I like it a little bit more than I did the first nice. time, but I still, it's definitely not my favorite. Yeah, I know, because you just don't, you're not an Aussie fan, so I know that, like, um, doesn't, this doesn't help album me. particularly... And and like maybe technical ecstasy, that's when like Ozzy sings at his like highest pitch, you know. So it's like probably the most grating if you're not a fan of Ozzy's uh Ozzy's vocals and he's trying like all kinds of different stuff. The early stuff is a little bit more like low and slow and heavy metal, and this is yeah, you know. So I, I can see that, and uh, you know, I totally get, I totally get, you know, a lot of a lot of people say they they don't like any Sabbath after like the first three albums which oh, which i completely understand you know seems kind of harsh but yeah. <laughs> it like, seems harsh but i mean i yeah i don't have really a comment on that because after the i mean yeah the first three were what they were but come on if you don't like any of it like there's uh, a lot yeah. going on with the rest of those albums they're all so different from each other that you have to like exactly. be able to shoehorn in and pick one and that's why we're here man to like to enlighten the masses to it man because it's, yeah. it's so good it's so good and great christmas music you know i play i jammed a little sabbath on christmas you know you have to 
I've been jamming the Death Comes Lifting Christmas playlist like while I lift and uh pretty hard for the you know past like week or so and there's some good shit on there. Thanks, man. I know you texted me that. I appreciate that. (laughs) I I try. When I was still at work, uh at my job, I was playing it and I believe the there's a cannibal corpse song on there. Oh yeah, there is. We could just <laughs> we don't need to say its name if yeah. we don't want to, but we you can. can look at it. Everyone out there can just go find it and then see if you get the reference. But uh, a kid that I work with, I say kid because he's like you know 22 years old, yeah. and an old man. Um, You're a kid too, yeah. yeah, at heart, I suppose. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, we were working in the kitchen and he came around the corner and he's like, you know, I'm not going to say I don't like this song, but what the hell are we listening to right now? Oh. I, I honestly didn't know what song it was or didn't know it was Cannibal Corpse. And I was like, oh, hang on, let me tell you. And I looked at it and I was like, huh, well, this is what it is. And he got a good kick out of that. I'm so happy, dude. That's That makes me that makes me so happy to be able to spread the Christmas cheer that way. I am. Um, I made two Christmas playlists. Let's go, dude. Why? why I, I made two. The second one, you might have seen it on my Instagram story. It's like different versions of all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> That's the entire playlist is different versions of that song. Yeah. <laughs> and um. I think Mariah, Mariah, uh, Mariah Carey got, um, was that 100 million listeners or some shit for that song or something like that recently? I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, I was being a, I was being a dick and I, I commented on like, yeah, I like the original version better. Nice. nice. <laughs> By my chemical romance. And then people were just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, Did people jump on you for that? Yeah. <laughs> was that like on Mariah Carey's Instagram that you commented that? Uh, it was on like on the Facebook or something like that. I feel you. like I was like on the you know, it's like trolling some people or something. Yeah, like that. let's infiltrate the system. I'm all for that, you know. Yeah. Mild chemical romance, all I want for Christmas is you. Boom. I'm in, man. I I, I jam that a bit. I jam yep. the uh, the Steel Panther Christmas songs always always go straight to the heart, you know, the stalking yeah. song and sexy Santa. Can't go wrong. <laughs> crowd, crowd pleasers. Um your mother still sucks cocks in hell by Wednesday 13. Always. <laughs> I forgot to put um, Buried by Christmas by Wednesday 13. In my that's, a, that's, a, that's a great original Christmas song for sure. Yeah. Um, have you you guys heard of a band called August Been Red? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I they've, like done like, they've done like two Christmas albums, but it's like instrumental, but like really shreddy and stuff like that. And it's actually pretty good. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, Christmas playlist. Who do I have on there? I had LA Guns, August Burn Red, um, 69 Eyes did one, Christopher Lee, Jingle Bell, uh, Jingle Hell. Nice. Put that on there. And I put Mistress of Christmas onto my playlist by ACDC. That's awesome. And I fucking dig it. I Good. really, really like it. Um, I, think as an, I think as an Australian, aren't you like legally obligated to like ACDC? Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you said well, you didn't, that'd be so weird. Somebody well, would just bust through his door behind him and all of a sudden Gorak would be gone. Just like the Just an army of little schoolboys just run into the room and pull him away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, what else did I have? I had Jingle Bells by Austrian Death Machine. 
Nice classic. Um, Christmas by King Diamond on there. Oh. Dude, yeah, one of my friends got me that uh, No Presents for Christmas by King Diamond uh, vinyl this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Shout out to uh, Greg, Vinyl Remains. Thank you, sir. Christmas with the Devil by Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, sorry. <laughs> um, a red nose reindeer by DMX. Anyone? Classic. No. Yeah, uh, what else did I have on that? Oh yeah, like a minute long. So great. Yep. <laughs> it's Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. It's a pretty terrible song, but when DMX does it, it's just elevated to the next level. Yeah, man. Yeah. If it doesn't make you smile. You're not alive. That's, that's awesome. Um, as your main, your main one, Mr. Grinch by uh, Misfits. That whole Misfits Christmas EP is great. That's yeah. like Jerry only singing. That's like Jerry only okay. Misfits, but uh, they're all good. Me and one Mr. Yeah. Grinch, Island of Misfit Toys, and they do Elvis's Blue Christmas. It's like three <laughs> I have a hard it. time listening to Blue Christmas by Elvis because there was a radio show that uh, some dumb fucking morning radio show that d- did a cover of it one year that was Porky Pig singing Blue Christmas. And oh. I can't really unhear it. Yeah. And so I do love that song, but when it comes down to it, I just get the stuttering of Porky Pig stuck in my brain and <laughs> it kind of ruins it no matter what. I'm really sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. But maybe try the Misfits one. It might it might cure that. It might. Um, yeah. I you know, I didn't know that was a thing, so I will check it out. Definitely check it out. Have you ever seen the um this is a low-key Christmas horror movie that I just thought of because of this song is uh it's called P2. It's like about yeah. girls. Yeah. Yeah. It came I just out like watched that. Really? Yeah. It's it's yeah. it like isn't a Christmas movie, but it is. It like takes place on Christmas, you know, and yeah. she's stuck in a parking garage and the dude's just trying to kill her in a parking garage the whole time. But they yeah. play the blue, they play blue, blue Christmas like quite a bit, and it's fucking weird. What's yeah. it called? P2. Like literally just the letter P and the number two. Yeah, it which was is pretty fucked up. I yeah. I, somebody was like oh yeah this is a christmas horror movie you might not have seen and i watched it like two weeks ago i think uh for the first time and that fucking wes bentley uh yeah. plays the security guard in that movie like that was that was creepy as shit <laughs> yeah it's a creepy it's definitely a creepy movie and um i think because it's called p2 like it didn't do so well and it's not highly regarded because it's like kind of a stupid name but i like i, I mean i like the name but i don't think that you know, yeah. if, if it was a more marketable name, I feel like it would be it would be more highly regarded than it is. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's clever, though, that it was just named after the parking level, you know, like, yeah. like, what else would you have called it? Like Christmas parking lot? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only parking lot movie that I ever want to watch is fucking heavy metal parking lot. But- That's um, that, that yeah, I think you just came out with this sequel, dude. <laughs> Christmas parking lot, but it's like heavy metal parking lot. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. P2, too. I have to check this out. All I want for Christmas is P2, you. There you go. You done it. You done it. I did last night, yesterday, whatever. We uh, watched that Naughty Cut by the Krampus. uh, Did you? Naughty Cut. And, I mean, it wasn't much difference from the original to this one, which was which was fine it didn't it wasn't detrimental to the movie but i think people were upset they're like well this isn't really a different cut of the movie and it's like sure but you got an upgraded 4k 
scan of the movie plus a bunch of features that you've never seen so if people were upset that they were just expecting an entirely different movie that's kind of on them because <laughs> right yeah i mean it was fine so i love that yeah. movie didn't change it it wasn't going to change that being r-rated i don't think so yeah that's that's cool i do love krampus i think it's a i think it's a great holiday movie but with yeah. that, I, I, I would I was hoping that they would amp it up a little bit. That they had like footage that would take it to like an R rating would be sweet. But yeah, know. I watched I it the other night, and um, for the second time, and then yeah, I the more like the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it. So I uh, silly fun. Well, I, I said to I said to uh, the supervisor at work yesterday, <laughs> I'm just like, dude. Could you imagine if they do like a Christmas horror special, but with like the three iconic horror villains? So you got like Michael Myers doing a Christmas horror movie. So it will be like after Halloween ends, people are celebrating Christmas. And then like, you know, he just starts hearing all this Christmas music and starts going on a rampage. Or maybe like... Oh, 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 you know, because like Halloween's like better than Christmas and all that shit. And then Michael Myers starts killing people, <laughs> or <laughs> just How because of that. Yeah, and he has to wear a Santa hat too. And um, <laughs> I'm in, brother. Um, Leatherface, you got me onto this one too. Like, make Leatherface into like a Christmas horror movie, but like, um, like the plot will be like a bunch of you know, uh teenagers go on a holiday trip and they stay at this house and then yeah. um you know they didn't realize it was Leatherface and then yeah apparently Leatherface killed Santa skin his face with the beard put it on his face Perfect. you know it's like killing people and at the end like Krampus will come up and be like Rrr! and then you know have a, punch <laughs> <on>. <laughs> have a fight with Leatherface and the Leatherface wins all I'm saying is I'm so glad that noise was recorded because that's going to forever be like the Krampus noise. Yeah, uh, we're gonna I'm just that. saying. <laughs> I, I'm in. I think you should write it. Don't give too many details away because it's liable to be stolen. Uh, and and they should do Charles play, but like an elf, like edition. So like he'll be like an elf and start killing people. And shit. I think, yeah, it would be cool if... um. Leatherface made like Christmas ornaments out of people. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when Krampus comes in and gives a roll to kill yeah. you. And, and he fucking shit. hangs out in like the Christmas tree made of like limbs and he's like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Leatherface be and all that shit. And, you know. and Michael Myers just breathes heavy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, uh, and then Steven Seagal comes in and. Why Steven Seagal? <laughs> Because we couldn't afford Keanu Reeves. Okay? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, not Spoiler anymore. alert, Steven Seagal being the Halloween ends movie. Jerks. Have you ever seen Steven Seagal's movie where he fights vampires? I fucking totally don't know what it's called, but I've, I've <laughs> it might be called like, it's not. It's, it's I want to say Near Dark, but that's like another it's, movie. It's like something like that. It's close it, to that. I know which one you're talking You know about. what I'm saying? I've never, I've never actually seen it though. Is he a vampire? No, he's no. just he's like a martial artist. He's just vampire. Steven. He's literally Steven Seagal and he just fucking fights vampires. Oh. And uh <laughs> look it up on YouTube, everybody. That's I'm gonna Google this right now because this sounds stupid. 
Yeah, if we're gonna leave anybody with anything, it's gonna be this. This is this is a good way something, to wrap it up. Something darkness or I, yeah. I don't remember like yeah, I know <laughs> you know everyone I'm knows familiar, but I have not seen that. Maybe I'll find it and watch it today. Who knows? <laughs> YouTube it. There's some highlights. That's all you need, you know. Mm, I gotta get the full effect, I think. I so. if you want to do it to yourself, bro. I know you've put your you've tortured yourself with worse. Um I love watching shit movies. I know. I'm putting away laundry. So that's that's fine. Because how is your day. um <laughs> how's your workouts going, by the way, Joe? Good, man. Uh, I was real stiff this week because this was real like uh pretty getting back into the heavy shit. Um, yeah, doing some like heavy, heavy business. Um I, for some reason when you had me working the doing that against the dark, there we go. Yeah. Um, when you had me doing the, the, the squat work up to, you know, heavy set of five and then drop and doing a set of 20, uh, I really liked doing a set of 20 squats kind of heavy, but not too heavy. Like something about that was really, really nice. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, it's good for your range of motion and just, you know, your mobility. If you do a lot of heavy stuff for low reps, and then just take it, just dial it back a little bit so you can bust out 20 is just, is good. It's just, I feel like yeah. it's just good for you to do, you know. I'm, I'm really that. looking, really looking forward uh, to seeing what you're doing for the people this year with your new uh, program that I don't know if we're allowed to talk about yet or we're not. We're definitely allowed to talk about it. Yeah, that looked pretty dope. Thanks, uh, man. The, the setup uh, has me, yeah, has me really like. You're going to love it. This, this will work. So you're, you are going to love it. The first phase will be out to everybody the Frankenstein phase. And that is, uh, yeah, we could talk about it. And you, nobody listens to this podcast this far into it anyway. You know what I mean? If you're still here, if anybody's still here, you deserve the program for free anyway. So <laughs> Franken's Franken phase is, um, it's called the monster maker program. And phase one is just strength and hypertrophy that was designed by, uh, our strength coach, Roger who works with our uh, power lifter, Frank and Jan, our, our one leg powerlifting homeboy to, uh, it was based on the exact training that he did the whole time through his rehab. And he, um, he's killing it now. He just, he just placed as high as he's ever placed in a meet. And uh, it's based on that training. It's pretty intense and it works. It's great. And then phase two will be fat loss, speed, and power. That's Dracula phase. That's the vampire phase. We're going to shred it up. And then after that is the wolf, werewolf phase and it's a hybrid of both it's like a crossfit kind of strength and conditioning kind of vibe and it's they're all uh really great i'm really excited about them i'm gonna be following oh, yeah. the program myself and just posting my progress along with people yeah uh, first one the first phrase is going to be free to everybody and then the uh phase two three and secret phase four it's coming soon for the, the the just the lifting dead army. So nice, y'all. Seagal comes out. Yes, don't ruin the secrets. Fucking phase four. Steven Seagal is going to be our guest guru. He's going to come on Zoom and teach you guys how to how to oh. kill werewolves with your hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask my dad to see if he's seen that movie because he loves Steven Seagal. So there you go, <laughs> man trajectory of that man's career has just gotten sadder and sadder and sadder as the years yeah. have gone on <laughs> i think yeah. he's happy though so that's the only I, thing that yeah. matters. 
know? yeah. either way he's getting paid to do with him anyway so i don't know if he's even getting paid anymore because he fell into a lot of money he owed the russian mafia and that's why he had to start making a bunch of movies <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that that's one group i don't think you ever want to get tied up with there's like plenty of other mafias i choose before the russian one yeah, he, he yeah. got in deep with the Russians uh, back in the early aughts. And um, there was, it, yeah, it, it's not good for him. I think it's just why he's making so many shitty movies. It's because he owes them. Damn. Well, Steve, well, Steve, come hang out with us. We'll pay you better yeah. than you're being paid. It'd be the, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Let's get this out to Steve. And uh, all you bad motherfuckers, have, have a great rest of your day. Hi, I'm Steven Seagal on Night Kill Vampire. <laughs> love you guys. You guys. Thank you as always for a great time. Keep being yourselves. I'm here for you.